You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. pharmacy-specific podcast for women about women hosted by women. As recently as the 1960s, women made up only 8% of all U.S. pharmacists. Today, that number has increased to over 55% of the women pharmacists workforce and 85% of the pharmacy technician workforce. With two-thirds of USD PharmaD graduates being female, these numbers are going up. Welcome to RX Talk with Susie. Your host is a pharmacist professional and educator, wife, mother, and the founder of Pharmacist Moms Group. RX Talk with Susie is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Now, let's talk. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is Susie. I am very excited today to have Lisa King on our show. She is from The Fulfilled Pharmacist. And I am happy to have her um, when she asked and I, you know, when we were talking about, I actually asked her to be on the show and um, she's also the author for Tiny Life Changes. I'm sure you guys have seen the book going around, but um, I'd like to have her introduce herself. I'm really happy to have you on the show today, Lisa. Hi, Susie. Thank you so much for having me. It really just means the world to me to be on here today because I have been a pharmacist for over 31 years, well, going on 31 years, and a pharmacy mom for 29 of those years. So when you started the group, it really, I really connected with it. And I just love, you know, being in that group, listening to the mom questions, the pharmacy questions. So this has just been my life for so many years. So I'm just super happy to be here today. Thank you. Yes. When you, when I saw that, when you said you were working as mom for 29 years, for the past 29, 31 years of your career, I you know, I was thinking the best question that I need to ask you that we have to ask you and I need to ask you right away is, can you please give us some tips or advice, you know, for all the working moms out there, either who, who just had a baby or who have young children, um, you know, please let me know, like, let us all know what are, what are some survival tips? Oh gosh, I know. And it's so funny because my children are are spread in age. So I have two older boys. My oldest is 29. And I actually got pregnant with him about six months after I started, um, after I had graduated from pharmacy school. So, and then I had my second son. Um, so I was always, you know, lucky back then I was able to work as the third pharmacist at busy stores that, you know, I had so many friends who were staying home from work and, you know, I loved pharmacy. I love that career, but you know, you always have that little nagging guilt about, um, you know, I, I should be staying home with my children. And I, and I think that's just a story that we tell ourselves a lot that we're not a good mom sometimes just because we are working. So that's like one thing that I try not to tell myself anymore. Um, when I had my son who's now 15, um, I was able to stay home for four years with him. So that was awesome. I, I got my dream to be a stay at home mom which I had always kind of wanted to do, but you know, I really kind of missed the pharmacy. And just as it happened, um, we had the downturn of 2008. So my husband and I had had a lot of real estate holdings and I had to go back to work. So with that time, just because I was then working full-time, which I had never worked in the past, my husband and I really just had to come together more as a team. So I really was like, okay, I have to be here I have to kind of let go of the fact that I may not be at the school play, but he is. 
So it's kind of more of a joint parenting approach as opposed to, okay, I'm the mom, I have to do it all. And luckily my husband owns his own business. So he has a little bit more of a flexible schedule. And he really just, I have to say, he just really stepped it up with our third son and really just, we really work together as a team. So, and it's been great, I think, as for our family overall. So, so that's kind of my tip is just to kind of be more of a team. And I know it's hard for women who are, um, you know, single working moms, especially, but you know, anybody you can and rely on have like that village to help you and not feel that you have to do it all. That's, that's my biggest tip. Exactly. Yeah, I would agree. I think that that's critical for me as a parent. Um, you know, I might have to pick up one kid and I can't pick up the other kid because they're finishing practice at the same time. So it's kind of finding that village almost of, of different moms in my, in my town who've really picked up the slack or, or relying on my partner or my husband um, to help as well. But if he's not available, then it's like, okay, I need, I, you need more than one person. And I, and I really believe that it does take a village to, to raise our, you know, our children. So, um, but that's helpful. Um, so tell everyone what you're currently doing. Well, currently I, I, I work as a, um, a lot of people are still say to me because I'm so much online, do you really work as a pharmacist? And I'm like, yes, I really do. So I work uh, grocery re retail and I've actually only had two jobs in my whole career. So I, even though I wrote a book called Tiny Life Changes uh, with my sister, I don't like change. So I've, yeah. I've only had uh, two jobs since I've graduated and I've been with my current company um, over 20 years, almost 25 years, not include that is including the four years I took off. But, um, I do that. I love that. The pharmacy that I work at is really close to my home, only a mile away. And we know all of our, uh, clients and patients there. It's like a down home pharmacy. So I'm very blessed with that. And then I do all my sharing on, um, online as the fulfilled pharmacist where I share tips on health and happiness. So really um, a gentle approach to optimal health is what I, I really like sharing about different steps on goal setting, whether it be in your own life or just on a healthy living journey. So that's kind of what I do right now. And I'll also share a lot there about the book that I co-authored last year. Amazing. Amazing. And you know, what is very inspiring to me it, um, that you've only had two jobs because I think a lot of people, um, you know, they're, they're either looking for new jobs or they're constantly looking for the next best thing. So the fact that you've had these two jobs or the, your current role where, where you're at, it, it must mean that, you know, you enjoy it and um, doing the same thing. And so we, we often see within the pharmacist moms group, people talking about things that they do not like about their job, but how, how do you stay motivated? Um, what keeps you inspired at your, in your current role or you know, within your career that have helped you, um, you know, to be at the same place for, for so long? Well, I mean, I, I think really for me, I, you know, and I have to say sometimes too, I, retail pharmacy can be frustrating. So my heart goes out to anybody who is working in a super busy chain because, you know, I think it's so funny. There's a meme out there where, you know, you start the day, like Mr. Rogers, like you're like, hi everyone. You're so excited to be in the pharmacy. And by the end of the day, you just look so bedraggled and you're like, oh my gosh, what the heck just happened between yeah, the start yeah. of my shift and the end of my shift. But for me, you know, one thing that I did, um, you know, is just write down everything that I was grateful for in the pharmacy. I was becoming a little bit frustrated. I do a lot of stuff online and I absolutely love that. Um, I've met the most 
amazing community of women um, online. And I love sharing with them. I love um, doing this type of thing, being on podcasts. And I'm like, oh gosh, I wish I had more time to do that. But right now we had a health crisis in my family um, a few years ago. And I have the benefits for my, my family. So I'm not able to leave right now. So really just writing down everything that I was grateful for about pharmacy. And I had a mindset coach help me with this. So it's not anything that I came up on my own, but oh my gosh, it was so helpful. And even if you write down things that seem so small, but you know, just write down anything, um, you know, the ability to go buy a new blouse whenever I want it, because I have a career that pays well, or I'm saving for my children's college fund or we're able to take the kids to Disneyland or I'm able to afford somebody to help me clean the house or pay for violin lessons for my child, whatever it is. I bet if you take about 15, 20 minutes and write down everything that you're grateful for, for your job, even, you know, the fulfilling feeling that you have in helping others and make it kind of about you, not about them. Because a lot of times what I would do is always, um, make it about my patients. So I want to bring a smile to my patient's face. That's why I'm there today to cheer someone up. But that wasn't doing anything for me. That was always doing something for them. So when I started thinking about everything that pharmacy does for me and the lifestyle that it affords, the fulfilled feeling I have that I am able to help others, that really kind of shifted my perspective. And it really helps me kind of stay in the game um, at my store and kind of make the most of each day. I love that. I love the idea of gratitude. I mean, I do that with my everyday life as well, but I love the idea of actually uh, thinking about your job and what, and what parts of your job you're grateful for too. Cause a lot of times I just do it with my everyday life, but I really, I, I do. I think that's a great idea. And I think that a lot of everyone listening should, should, you know, try to do that. Cause that, that's a great, that's a great tip. It really, it really did help me a lot because I, you know, and I know you are and I, I feel like I am a very positive person, but sometimes just the environment that we're in, it's, it's very demanding. So pharmacy is just a very demanding job. You know, when you look at people who have fun jobs, I can't say pharmacy is fun <laughs> in any way. It's rewarding for sure. And it can be fulfilling, but it's not really fun. I mean, I love to have fun. So I like, you know, I um, am lucky to have interns and we have as much fun as we possibly can at work while we're working. But, but, you know, you kind of have to look at the bright side of it. And even though you feel like you're a really positive person, you know, when you write it down and really feel grateful for the career and the um, job choice, um, it really helps. And so sometimes you may be looking to make that job change or, I know a lot of the moms in the group have what we call a side hustle where they're really working towards doing that maybe um, full time instead, but it really helps you to stay in that pharmacy game while you're making those shifts and changes to, um, for what else you may want to do in life. Definitely. Yeah, I would agree. Um, actually, a lot of, um, I presented last week at the University of Illinois related to women in pharmacy. And one thing that stood out, and I've mentioned this before, um, on my podcast show, but I, I think this is so interesting uh, um, is that a lot of men start out or men in from what's been studied is that 6% of males who graduate pharmacy school start out part-time and 9% of women, but mid-career 36% of women are working part-time in pharmacy. Um, and that's typically around in their thirties or forties, early forties. And so 
Um, what's really interesting to me is that a lot of these women are working part-time, mostly due to children. That's what this um, article reported. However, they're, um, they're trying to do these side hustles or have something else to supplement their income while they are part-time. So um, I think all, everything you're talking about is, is really hitting home for probably a lot of people, a lot of people listening. Um, I wanted to ask you about life coaching because I, I know that you just became a certified life coach. What does that entail? How, you know, how did you become a certified life coach? What, what does that mean? And how did you well, do it? Well, basically I, I did an online course. Um, last year, my sister and I wrote a book called Tiny Life Changes. So basically what we, my sister is a certified life coach. So the, basically just sharing a little bit about the book first. So, um, to tell you a little bit why I decided to get my life coaching certification. Um, we both went through very difficult times right around the same exact time. My sister was diagnosed with breast cancer when she was 35 and, um, her children were ages 11 to not even one at the time. So from that really difficult diagnosis where she had to have a double mastectomy, she started, um, a charity called the Happily Ever After League. It's uh, the acronym is HEAL. They support moms undergoing cancer treatment. And um, at that time, she, you know, took a, something that was difficult in her life, kind of turned it into something good. She's helped thousands of moms through the years. Um, I think it's about 11 years now that she's had HEAL. Around that same exact time, we had the downturn downturn in the economy when I went back to work. So we were both going through really difficult times in our life, but we're able to turn it around and make something good come of it. I feel that it gave me my career back. I wasn't working at the time. So I was able to get my career back, you know, start um, sharing as the fulfilled pharmacist. So something good came of that as well. So we kind of wanted to share our journey of um, how we took some negative thoughts that we were having, turn them into positives, and also share about how making tiny changes in your life really do lead to big results. So um, I was sharing a lot about that um, perspective. I'm all about health. I'm all about disease prevention, but I'm also about having really happy and um, positive thoughts, just keeping a positive mindset. So I really wanted to get my life coaching certification. So when I was sharing online, I really was sharing from a better place of knowing um, what that was about. So Basically, a life coach, um, if someone is not really familiar with that, is someone who really just helps people reach the next level of their life, overcome objections, and get to um, what their goals are, help them reach their goals. So that's um, what I'm doing with that right now. Oh, that's great. You're inspiring. I mean, even listening to you, very, very inspiring. So I think that, um, you know, I can't, I can't definitely <laughs> see that, that, that suits your personality. Well, um, can you tell me what, what you think about the, you know, the future of pharmacy and, um, you know, since you've been, you've been a pharmacist now, you said for about 31 years. And, um, I know just in the past, I want to say 20 years. So in the year 2000, there were 82 colleges of pharmacy. Now there are um, 143 colleges of pharmacy um, in the year 2019. So, you know, what are your thoughts on um, the future of pharmacy? You know, what are some things that excite you about the future of pharmacy? Well, I know it's so hard because I, you know, we're a preceptor site. So I have, you know, all of my students are so, um, you know, with the hesitation about, you know, am I going to be getting a job? You know, what's the yeah. rate going to be? So it, it is a little hard, but you know, I think one of the really great things about pharmacy right now are all the different options 
you know, so many of my students are looking at getting rotations or going into medication therapy management. There's not just that clear cut, um, you know, going into retail or hospital when I first started. You know, when I, I did first become a pharmacist, um, you know, I felt like there were a lot more part-time options. So it's very interesting uh, uh, for me to hear you say that so many women are working part-time. I work 32 hours a week, which is still considered full-time with my company, but um, mostly for the benefits. But but we they really have not, you know, the few times that I have wanted to cut back, they're kind of like, no, we want you to stay at 32. So <laughs> uh, good for these women who are out finding these part-time jobs that when I first started, it was just so easy for me to be a third pharmacist somewhere. But that was because the ratio of pharmacist to techs was different. So at the time, I think it was even just one-to-one. So they had to have pharmacists on staff. But, you know, even despite, you know, a lot of um, what's going on with the job market right now, I just think there's so many different options. So if you really look, there's probably other things you can do besides just get a job in a, in a store or in a hospital. So I think that's great. Yeah. There's a lot more non-traditional roles that, that are around. And even years ago, a lot more pharmacists, um, this is taking way back probably. I mean, this is before your career even, but years ago, a lot more pharmacists were going into ownership where now, nowadays, um, you know, after the chains came along, then it kind of changed as well. So that, that, everything's kind of changed. And now there's just so many non-traditional quote unquote, you know, careers and opportunities out there for pharmacists that I think it is exciting. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's so many things. I mean, my, my current role that I have, I'm a chief academic officer that didn't even exist. You know, I, I work for the accreditation council for medical affairs. So medical affairs wasn't even around 20 some years ago. And now it currently employs the most pharmacists in the pharmaceutical industry. So it's pretty amazing how things change and have evolved and how you can use your farm pharmacy degree in so many different areas. So um, I think that sounds awesome. I think now that sounds like a fun job. Right. Yes. There can be fun sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, I wanted to ask you what, what's some advice that you would tell your younger self and for a lot of the pharmacists out there who are just starting their career or, you know, young moms, what are, what's some advice that you would actually go back and probably tell your younger self regarding your career? Well, I mean, I don't know if I would tell my younger self this, but I've always just connected with my patients. Like, and I think that's just really the number one thing is just to be able to connect with your patients because that is really why everybody's there. And, um, the more you can get to know them, even my, um, pharmacy manager would always joke, how do you know this about all these people? But I don't know if they like to confide in women. Maybe it's just because I always kind of had that secret, you know, wanting to maybe be a psychologist. Maybe that's why I've got my life coaching. I mean, people just tell me everything and I really get to know them. I, I really, you know, and I know a lot of pharmacists do. And I think that's what the hard, frustrating part about the job is at times is because sometimes we're so busy that we don't get to spend the time with our patients that we really want to. But the more you connect, the more fulfilled you will feel in your job. And I really believe that to be true. Yeah, I think the connection is, is critical. And I think that um, that's where a, a lot of women, they do make, you know, they do make a difference and they do talk to their patients they, in general. They, you know, they're talking to their patients more. Um, and, I, and I know that um, in medicine, uh, physicians have been studied. I think there was a study a, a few years ago that um, talked about um, female doctors versus male physicians and that um, a lot of the female physicians were um, 
you know, spending more time with their, with their patients than the male doctors. And I wonder if anyone's listening, I think they should do a study on female pharmacists and male pharmacists and, you know, in, in talking and spending time with our patients. Cause I, I definitely, I, I would be interested to, to see the results of that. Yeah, I, I know. And I, and I guess I'm really lucky because the um, grocery retail where I work is, is a bit slower. Um, we don't have as much help as some of the bigger chains, but I am able to do that. So it, that's been really rewarding and, and really to take that extra moment. Like, you know, I, I, um, I don't share this very much, but I was, um, had postpartum depression with my third son and that was very surprising to me. So anytime I have a mom, you know, a young mom who is coming in, who's, you know, filling a prescription for something or shares with me that she has postpartum depression, I'll usually take her aside and try to, you know, spend some time with her, tell her she's not alone. So just doing little things like that, um, I think really helps. And a lot of them have said, well, you know, I wasn't expecting this from my pharmacist. And, and that may, that's what makes the job rewarding when you can really connect with somebody and, and help them through their situation. I agree. And I think that once they can see that you've gone through it and that you're okay, that sometimes that, that really does, that does make a difference. Um, I know for me, I actually had postpartum depression when I had my son and I, I had preeclampsia. So I was in the ICU and I was sick. And, um, but afterwards I was just, you know, I, I couldn't shake it. And my pediatrician, um, or the pediatrician of my son, uh, you know, she was, she basically told me, you know, look at, I've, I've gone through this and, you know, you're going to be fine. And, and she was right. So I think, you know, as a pharmacist, that's what we can also provide to a lot of patients and a lot of women or, you know, younger pharmacists out there as well. Exactly. Um, so the last thing I wanted to ask you was, um, you know, tell everyone what you're working on now. Um, at the Fulfilled Pharmacist and where they can follow you and, and what you're doing and how they can follow you and how they can support you. Oh, thank you. I, I'm really, really exciting, uh, excited about what I'm doing right now. Um, since I've gotten my life coaching certification, my, uh, you can follow me at the Fulfilled Pharmacist on um, Instagram and also on Facebook. I have a blog called the Fulfilled Pharmacist. Um, I am doing two things there now, a gentle approach to wellness. So basically helping people um, achieve their optimal wellness goals, but in a very gentle way. So, you know, when you're going to that big, you know, wedding or something and you're beating yourself up because you haven't lost that five pounds, yeah. it's not really about that. It's more about taking that um, journey to a healthier lifestyle to help prevent disease for me. So just helping people achieve their wellness goals in a very gentle approach, just taking one step at a time. So you can message me there. I'm going to be putting on a calendar where you can do a free 20-minute um, session with me. I can help you um, achieve some of those goals. And then also the really big thing that I've just started working on, and I'm very excited about it, is I was diagnosed with interstitial cystitis 25 years ago. And there are so many women who are suffering in silence from this very painful disease. And not able to even do the simplest things like take their children to the zoo or go grocery shopping or go to the mall to buy a dress without it really, you know, causing a lot of problems, having to be in pain and run to the bathroom. So I'm putting together a program for women with interstitial cystitis, and I'm going to be putting together something, a download that you can um, give to your patients. Or if you know someone um, with interstitial cystitis, tips on helping them to heal from within self-care for people with interstitial cystitis diagnosis or painful bladder um, syndrome. So 
Um, really excited about that. And really that's my mission to help support and give love to these women. So also, if you wanted to talk to me about that, I'm happy to talk about that as well. No, that's great. I think that's a, a great topic. And I think that a lot of women suffer from this. So, um, and people don't really talk about it because yeah, suffer in silence. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's somewhat embarrassing to talk about, but, but it's definitely something, um, where women need support to get through this. Yes, definitely. Definitely. They really do. And it's, it's great that you're working in this area. And I think that you could offer a lot of value for, for people in this area. Um, okay. So I think that, you know, I did want to, I know that I said that was my last question, but I have, <laughs> I have one, one more question for you and um, it's related to being a woman in pharmacy. And, um, you know, we see that women have graduated now, um, as the majority of pharmacists, um, for the past four decades. So we are the majority of, of pharmacists in the United States, but what does being a woman in pharmacy really mean to you? Oh, it just makes me so proud. Honestly, when I first started, um, I remember one of my first days, you know, I graduated when I was really young because I was, um, I knew right away that I wanted to be a pharmacist and I, I have, um, a, I did the three-year degree. I have, I'm a registered pharmacist. So I did two years of pre-pharmacy and three years in pharmacy school. So I was not quite 23 years old when I graduated. And I remember being in the pharmacy one day and this lady kept saying, I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him. And I'm like, him, it's only me here. And um, it just makes me so proud to see, you know, where women have come in pharmacy, just, you know, standing behind the counter, giving support to people, filling these prescriptions. And just my pharmacy students, they just bring such a light to my job. And I think that's one reason why I just have been so blessed to be in this um, where I work right now, because we constantly have, um, students coming through, we're a rotation site and just seeing their joy and excitement of becoming a pharmacist. It really just frightens my day too. So I'm, I'm just happy to be on that journey with them. No, that's great. That, that makes, that makes me proud too. That's, it's very mm -hmm. exciting. I've, I've seen that too, where, where they'll say, can I, where's the man pharmacist? You know, I'm looking for the man pharmacist and, um, so it's, it's really interesting. But thank you so much, Lisa, for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. It was really fun. And thank you, Susie. You know, it's great to have you. And um, for everyone listening, remember to follow her on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find her at The Fulfilled Pharmacist and also to check out her book, Tiny Life Changes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Rx Talk with Susie. Please share this podcast on all your social media outlets and help us reach other women in pharmacy. Be sure to check out our website. Go to pharmacistmomsgroup.com.